Hello, and welcome to episode 150 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, it is that September crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And tonight, as we get into this episode, I am enjoying a nice 6.8 APV Dead Guy Ale from Rogue. Doing this in honor of the beginning of fall, and soon behind that will be Halloween as well as Thanksgiving. So we're celebrating with a nice Dead Guy Ale from Rogue. And let's start off this month with something most of us can relate to, a Qantas. And why is Qantas spelled Q-A-N-T-A-S and not Q-U-A-N-T-A-S? Thank you, Miss Cooley, for the whole you must follow Q because this makes no sense. But anyway, a Qantas flight attendant put on her flight attendant uniform for the first time in 18 months. Aaron Camelli was furloughed in March of 2020 and earlier in September was called back to work. And believe it or not, her uniform still fit. And she even posted a TikTok video that sure shows the absolute joy on Aaron's face. And I know I can relate more than likely you can too. In September of 2020, for the first time in about six months, I actually was forced to put on dress clothes since wearing nothing but elastic pants and for the most part dressing for the from the waist up it was a bit dicey but they did fit so here's my word of fashion advice and business advice and travel advice is to try on your 2020 dress clothes your dress pants make sure they fit try to button up that dress shirt that you haven't worn in 18 months if you've got to wear a tie make sure you can get the neck buttoned If not, you can buy what I call the fat boy extender buttons that go around the neck. They add a good half inch to the width of the neck. But I suggest that you do it now so that you are not faced with having to drop 20 pounds overnight. When it comes to air travel, there are several you had one job opportunities. Maybe they should be requirements, but some of them could be something as simple as making sure there's enough fuel in the plane. Uh, Of course, making sure you land at the correct airport and probably the best example is don't crash. So yeah, these probably should be requirements and not just one job opportunities. But one that never occurred to me is make sure that everyone on the plane has a seat. Dateline Charleston, South Carolina, a Delta flight on its way to Atlanta, pushed back from the gate with more passengers on board than it had seats. The Boeing 737-900 series has 180 passenger seats, but at the time of pushback, there was 182 passengers on board. Jake Hake, J-A-K-E-H-A-K-E, great name. Jake Hake posted on Twitter that the aircraft pushed back and then two passengers walked to the front of the aircraft. A flight attendant then came onto the PA and mentioned that two passengers on board did not have seats and they would need to go back to the gate to let them off. Get this, no fights, no arguments, just a short flight delay. But then there are 
oftentimes related to air travel that one job becomes your last job. So for example, in 2016, a suicide bomber with explosives in his laptop boarded a Delo airline flight intending to destroy the aircraft 20 minutes after takeoff, the explosives detonated, blasting a hole in the side of the plane and instantly sucking the bomber out of said hole. And he was the only fatality. And possibly another additional you had one job related to airplanes is this when a plane is sitting on the tarmac, make sure to keep it level, aka keep all of the landing gear on the ground. Sounds pretty simple, right? Well, apparently not. Mid-September, a United Flights landed in Idaho, and I think this is the first time we have ever talked about Idaho on Travel Stories. But during the disembarkation, that's a great word, the plane tilted backwards, coming to rest on its tail section. Now, the official statement from United, United Airlines Flight 2509 from L.A. to Lewiston, Idaho, landed without incident, but due to a shift in weight and balance during the offloading process, the tail of the aircraft tipped backwards. No injuries reported. Among our customers, crew, or ground personnel, the retired flight was on a different aircraft, that was originally planned. This was a very simple failure of balance, a basic foundation of physics. And most every one of us have experienced this phenomenon more than likely on the playground teeter-totter. You're teeter-tottering with your partner and suddenly your partner's ADD takes hold and they decide that they wanna go play kickball and bail on you. And suddenly your side of the teeter-totter comes crashing to the ground and like I say, gravity is not just a good idea, it is the law, but there's something I never knew, that many planes require a tail stand, which is used to prop up or reinforce the aircraft's tail during the loading and unloading of cargo. And it seems like a tail stand would have come in real handy mid-September for United Airlines in Idaho. What is your definition of wealth? And the reason I ask, is that everyone has their own definition. For some people, it's paying last month's rent or keeping current on the electric bill. It could be paying cash for an upcoming vacation. It could be a second home, could be a fourth or fifth car. And for others, it might involve paying it forward and taking care of someone else besides yourself. There's really no right or wrong answer. However, when you are heavily moneyed, when you exist in that rarefied air, we've talked about this before, you can do some really crazy stuff. For example, you can book the entire business class section or cabin of an Air India Airbus A320. You can book all 12 seats, not for you and your crew, not for you and your family, but for your snowy white Maltese pup. This was roughly a two hour flight between Mumbai and Chennai. Time to cue the Sarah McLaughlin music and how much did this cost? Believe it or not, right around $3,400 US. That's $3,400 to secure the entire business class cabin on an Air India flight for two hours. And because I am such a mallet head, I really didn't think that $3,400 was that bad of a deal. You get 12 business class seats costing right around 280, 285 bucks a piece if you do the math. Not that bad of a deal until I went onto Air India's website 
and found that the most expensive one-way ticket for a single seat on a flight from Mumbai to Chennai was $170 US. Now we do happen to have two highly trained, very sophisticated dogs here at Chateau Relaxo. We have a yellow meth lab and probably the most practical dog for Florida, a Siberian Husky. And even if I could afford it, which I can't, I would not book the two of them the entire cabin on any flight. So Mr. Snowball White Maltese Pup, I hope you had a hell of a trip. Early 2021, I predicted this would be the year of the anti-maskers versus the vaxxers when it comes to air travel. And the staff here at Back Again and Gone does a pretty good job of keeping up with all of those altercations. So here is this month's Cliff Notes version. Early September, Spirit Airlines passengers brawl inside Detroit Metro Airport. That was a anti-masker. September 11th, a man and his wife did not adhere to the face mask policy and were kicked off a flight from Fort Lauderdale, thank you, Florida, to San Diego after yelling at the flight attendants before takeoff. September 14th, passenger kicked off flight for her Trump mask, but that's not all it said. This was from View from the Wing and went on to say that a passenger says she was kicked off an Alaska Airlines flight because she wore a Trump 2020 mask. She claims she was wearing a Trump mask, but the airline says that that's not all the mask said. It also said, F your feelings, but wait, it gets better. According to Alaska Airlines, this is not the first time she's given employees grief over complying with their and federal mask rules. She's been formally warned before that F-bomb dropping masks are not going to fly. September 17th, again, view from the wing, anti-maskers kicked off delayed flight. Nothing new. Typical anti-maskers, delayed flight, weigh in where you want on masks or no masks. But I'm here to tell you that a delayed flight is a giant cup of suck. All of us, everybody on a plane has some place to get to. None of us wake up and decide that we're going to head to the airport and book a flight because we got nothing better to do. If we did... We'd book the whole business class on an Air India flight to a destination that I still can't pronounce. So the anti-maskers get kicked off. No violence, thankfully. However, they were serenaded by the rest of the passengers with na-na-na, hey-hey, goodbye. So extra points for creativity on that one. Speaking of creativity, check this next one out. This is a new excuse to not wear a mask menopause plus fear of flying and what does menopause plus fear of flying equal it equals removal from the plane in handcuffs and in a wheelchair live and let fly just posted this blow by blow on their website i'll put a link in the show notes and of course menopause mary did manage to post a TikTok video of the whole incident later on in the month september 24th a hawaiian airlines flight from honolulu to hilo had to return to the gate due to an unruly passenger, not an anti-masker, not a vaxxer, just a typical run-of-the-mill unruly passenger. We haven't had that in probably 16, 17 months. Again, on September 24th, on yet another Hawaiian Airlines flight, Honolulu to Seattle, this one was forced to return due to an anti-masker. So that ends this installment for this month of Will My Flight Be Delayed? 
And here's a quick anti-mask update. The federal government will double the fines charged against passengers who refuse to wear masks on board aircrafts. President Biden said this on Thursday, September 9th. The TSA added that the fines will range from $500 for first-time offenses to $3,000 for repeat offenders. This went into effect on Friday, September 10th. It's rare that we get political here, but if you fly, you are going to have to wear a mask or open your wallet and start handing out cash. Now, I happen to have a pretty good BS detector, and this is one that has been crafted and refined over 30 plus years in the corporate world. So make what you will of this next story. This comes to us again from View from the Wing, three appearances this month. Thank you so much, View from the Wing. A passenger took to Twitter, of course they did, to report a maskless passenger who drank a 750 milliliter bottle of liquor on the plane. So here's where my BS detector starts to kick in as I ask how. TSA won't allow you to get a full bottle of booze through security. Most airports don't offer full bottle sales. I mean, possibly this guy had an empty bottle in his carry-on, found a bar, ordered 16 shots, and then carefully poured them into the bottle. Very expensive. Uh, Duty-free shops, yes, they do sell full bottles of liquor, but typically they require you to have an international ticket in order to purchase one. And oftentimes the international airlines will actually take that bottle or the duty-free shop will ship the bottle to the gate where it will be safely kept from away from your greasy little palms and then you will get it back once you disembark or deplane. And somewhere along the line, I'm thinking of that slamming a full bottle of booze in such a short amount of time would result in some sort of alcohol poisoning at a minimum. But here's where the BS meter really starts to climb. This was an American Airlines flight from Richmond to Philadelphia, serviced by the regional jet or regional carrier Piedmont with an ERJ 145 regional jet. Remember I said this was on Twitter? Well, the picture posted on Twitter is that of a 737 and not a regional jet. And of course the Twitter post added this, the passenger was asked to put a mask on at least 15 plus times in two hours make what you will of the story. I just think if it was true, it would have been all over the news or at least hit TMZ. So last month we had a business development scenario revolving around changing the name of your airlines in hopes that it would garner better business. We're going to play that game again this month. All right. Here is another business development scenario. The year is 2003. You are the owner or part owner of a very successful nationwide chain of restaurants. And to go hand in hand with this chain of restaurants, you also sell a very successful calendar that spotlights your employees. In the late 80s, you started a TV show, The Night Owl Theater, that featured a movie of the week. You've got t-shirts branded with your logo and your mascot. They're worn by young folks. They're one worn by old folks. You also sponsor a pretty successful NASCAR team in addition to helping fund women's golf in the coming years. For the most part, you're either really smart or really savvy, or you have surrounded yourself with people even smarter and even savvier. So here's the business development scenario. Open a net new business, not related to your current highly successful business, 
and managed to lose $40 million in under three years. So what do you do? Well, if you're Hooters, yes, that Hooters, you start your very own airline and you call it Hooters Air. Hooters Air was based out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and flew to 15 destinations around the United States. Flights were right around fixed rate, $130 one way. The planes, they were nothing more than flying billboards for the restaurants. The planes not only had flight attendants as they were required to by the FAA, but they also had Hooters servers dressed in the typical Hooter waitress uniforms. And one of the destinations was their home base, Myrtle Beach. And at the time, we were doing a lot of business there. And it was a race between all of us to see which one could be the first to not only fly Hooters Air, but submit an expense report that had both a meal receipt from a Hooters restaurant, as well as a receipt from the Hooters Air for the flight. So three years, $40 million later, Hooters closed their cockpit door and shut down. All joking aside, though, Hooters Air was the real deal. Two things led to their demise, and it was the fact that 9-11 was just a few years prior, and people, believe it or not, were still very hesitant to fly. But the other contributing, probably the biggest contributing factor, was that there was a huge jet fuel price increase right around this time. And when you're positioned as a flat rate discount carrier, price increases hit the bottom line hard. So that does it. That is the September crazy travel roundup. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. Leave me a message at anchor. Shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. As I always say, travel safe, stay safe, And thanks for listening.